how much of who we are today was built in those foundationary times of our life when we were small that we don't remember. I don't remember being 16 months old and what I was learning then. My stepdaughter was six. She got her little behavior traits. As we yeah. know, that's when our personality is being built. I don't remember that either. And so yeah. when I look at challenges that I'm having, I can have so much compassion with myself because I don't remember the time in my life when it was actually being built. But yeah. now that I'm consciously aware, I can start to explore what are my values? What are my relationships to them? What behavioral patterns I've been playing out? Which ones do I want to continue? Or which ones am I going to do the work to overcome? 150%. And you know, everything you just said, I avoided for most of my life because I, <laughs> I really did. I blocked it. I blocked so much of that because, and I'm guilty as charged because I lived a life that I actually got away with, with just working on my exterior for being in the industry that I was in. And not only that, but being a former bodybuilder, both of those industries were actually completely comparison game, perfectionism. And, and, and I was able to get away with it for so long. But then, you know, there was just a certain point in my life where I couldn't anymore. And, and I started finding that that a lot of those things that I really wanted in life, I couldn't have because I wasn't working on me. Hey! It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan. Entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Do It With Them podcast. I'm here with Corey Hilton. We are fellow members of a particular mastermind that's all about impacting the world and sharing a message. He and I connected in the group. I've been very excited about this conversation for about two months now. <laughs> Corey just dropped a book. Excited to talk about that, him, his story and all the things. Without further ado, doodles, padoodle, goodles, <laughs> Corey, <laughs> who are you and what do you do now? Oh man, well, first and foremost, I want to say that was one of the most interesting and original introductions I have ever had, my friend. So thank you so much for that, right from the get-go. Love it. Um, I actually now am, uh, well, I have a very colorful past, but now I'm actually an authenticity coach. I actually help mm -hmm. writers uh, that are actually pursuing their dream of being an author to write more authentically, aligned with their values and the feelings that are connected to those values. So um, that mm -hmm. is kind of where I'm at now. I actually subconsciously contract through my publishing company, Daring to Share Global in Kingston, Ontario. And uh, mm -hmm. that being said, uh, at the same time, I'm actually designing my own courses uh, based off of the overlapping umbrella of authenticity. And then I inject a little bit of my own, uh, I guess you could say struggles into um, mm -hmm. my teachings as well. And my struggles, quite frankly, were unworthiness, lack, and actually emotional disconnection in my former mm -hmm. life. Uh, things mm -hmm. that I struggled with, especially at the age of 30 uh, on out uh, going through a lot of things, I guess you could say that a lot of people go through, they're very relatable, especially for guys. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I just saw it through a very unique lens based on my former career. So um, mm -hmm. that being we're said, we're going to get into that. We're going to yeah. get into the former career. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm not about my former career. That's not who, that's not what made me now. And I don't want people to mm -hmm. judge me on my former career. I actually am looking into that, the future and really the impact mm -hmm. that I could have on others based off the struggles that I went through and the pitfalls that I went through. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a pretty cool place to be. One of the things I one of the things I love about what you said is, yes, there's struggles that everybody has, but I have my own unique lens. And I think one of the things that we can sometimes do when we're going through a challenge is we can play down our experience because, oh, everybody has that problem or that happens with everybody. And we don't really give ourselves enough grace to actually honor our variation of that journey. I remember when I first started looking at um, 
coaching for trauma and somatic work around trauma. Mm-hmm. And I was playing down my stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, all of us experience these traumas at different levels. Two people experience the same thing. It would be traumatic for one and not for the other. Yes. And I think that's so true. And I think it's really important to give ourselves grace as we're going through stuff and not allow it to be an excuse for us not to seek help and to be supported. Oh, I amen to that. Uh, in fact, I'm guilty as charged. I'll slap myself on the wrist for that one a little bit. Um, before I wrote my book, I really honestly thought to myself, what value do I carry? Why, why would anybody even really listen to something that I have to say? Because I looked at, I put a just before my name almost every time. I'm just this. I'm just mm-hmm. that. And we, a lot of us don't really realize the value that we carry. And so for myself, I, I as again, I, I, you know, like I said, I had a little bit of an interest career line or choice, mm-hmm. you could say. But I also kind of just thought to myself, well, you know, I, I have all these stories and all these people have asked me, oh yeah, you know, you should write a book. You should write a book. And everybody hears that. And who really does? Some people do, but most people don't. Mm-hmm. They say they should. Um, and then when I finally wrote my book, I, it was great that I had all these stories, but then it, it just wasn't enough, Dan. I, I wanted to make more of an impact. I didn't want to have it just be a biography. I hate to put just in front of that, but true story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it ended up turning into a personal development book. And, and I really shared some really, I guess you could say intimate and really, I guess you could say I got really vulnerable as far as my struggles went. And there was some true realizations that I had with that writing process that really, I'm so glad that I wrote the book because it wasn't just about writing a book. It was actually about learning really a lot about myself and a lot of my own personal struggles based off of the core values that I, I, I have that I didn't really recognize recognize. Really, quite frankly, I really wasn't aware. In a lot of ways, I guess you could say I was going through a bit of a slot machine of life, just letting it roll along and just whatever came to me, came to me. I didn't really, I wasn't aware of why I went through the pitfalls that I went through. And now that I am, and I've connected Mm -hmm. those dots, it's really, really liberating. That's the word I have Mm -hmm. to say for it. It just made me a different person. And so just the way I communicate with people now, or maybe I don't necessarily have as much limiting self-talk, I guess you could say, and I don't Mm -hmm. project that off on other people. I didn't realize I was doing that before, but the limiting self-talk of saying, oh, way to go, Corey, or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and putting my myself down, I didn't even realize, but I was pushing that off on other people in my life. So I really realized that I had, I owed it to those people and myself to really change that and make an adjustment in, in my way of not only thinking, but in my way of speaking actually. So it's really cool to be in this place, even though it took me till 50 years old to figure that stuff out, it's never too late. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I just believe that, that through this process, it had such a massive impact on me that, that I really found that, that there was a really good systematic way to do this. And for me, you know, you know, as well as I do, we, we talk to a lot of people in the self-help realm. We, we know that there's a lot of information mm-hmm. out there that just kind of gets regurgitated and it's just kind of the same old, same old. So I kind of tried to, I guess you could say, inject a, a unique way of learning into my courses so that it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like a bit of more of a journey where I'm, I'm helping people along by leading by example and showing my own vulnerabilities and saying, Hey, you know what? even though I was the guy that was up on a stage, I am no different than you in a lot of ways. I had dealt with the exact same types of struggles with not connecting with my partner or not having a lack of creativity and losing the excitement in my life and changing in a lot of ways. And that brought me to the point of divorce at one point. So, but I didn't even realize that I was going through it while it was happening. So now that I'm able to kind of go back and see that, 
it makes me better in the future. So I don't stumble the same way. It's just a progression. It's not perfection by any means, but still learning and growing all the time, right? As we all have to do. So it's um, nothing but been nothing but a good experience. And, and like I said, again, for me, it's, it's really been that, that, that aligning with not only just the feelings behind my core values, but understanding the opposite of the feelings behind my core values. So as an example, if it's my feeling of excitement comes with creativity, well, if I'm not excited in my life, if there's a, there's a, there's a point where I'm kind of like lagging in that area, well, then maybe I have to boost up my creativity to be able to bring excitement back into my life. So I kind of recognize when I'm lacking in one way. And since I can kind of connect those dots now, I know where to go to make it, to bring it back up, the vibration of that back up where it needs to be, if that makes sense. It sounds like you've managed to inject intentionality. That's what was rigging as you were sharing about. Yes this newfound directiveness of yes. your, your, your personal power, it's intentionality. You, you're being more conscious. You're being more intentional. Yes. How does always. that feed into the work that you're doing now with authenticity and how you're supporting people with that? So cool. I love that question, Dan. Um, mm-hmm. Really it's, it's, uh, I, I jokingly say this, we're all snowflakes in this department. So what I mean by that <laughs> is, is that, I know that's used as a bit of a political term, but for me, <laughs> I, I, I use it. I just, I, I just it. remember, I just saw that bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. For me, I, I just look at it as we're all individuals. And so mm-hmm. um, when it comes to, you know, you have your own set of core values because you've seen your life through your lens. I have a different mm-hmm. set of core values, right? Cause I have the same way. Yeah. But more importantly, the feelings that are connected to those core values are even more random. They're even more variable, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm going into to, to working with, with my clients, whether it's one-on-one or in a video training format, all I'm simply doing is, is leading by example and saying, okay, look, you know, and I jokingly say this, and I know this sounds almost creepy, but it's to do with my branding is that I'm going to show you mine. You show me yours. I'm going to show you my yeah. vulnerability here. So as a, just a simple example, in my first chapter of my book, my struggle is with my truth and the, mm-hmm. uh, and the struggle that I had is actually my perception. So this was mm-hmm. at a very early age, five years old. I didn't even realize, I didn't even know what authenticity was at that time, but mm-hmm. I was having that struggle and it carried a fear with me all my life due to that of heights, believe it or not, that was the end result. Now, that isn't everybody's struggle, right? Like everybody has a different one based on whatever value you may have. So maybe it's something to do with to maybe to do with your own integrity at one point in your life, and you didn't have confidence. And maybe that was what, what caused that struggle in the first place. What I'm getting at is, is that what I do is I say, okay, here's my struggle with truth and perspective, read about it, And now I want you to reflect on your life, maybe at a point, maybe at the same age, maybe not, where you actually had a massive struggle with one of those core values, reflect that and put that down on paper. And then in our next session, we're going to go over that or whatever resonated with you the most in this first session, we'll go over that and we'll, we'll, we'll have another conversation about it for the first 10 minutes of our next session. And then we're going to go into the next section. And that might be to do with values or your inner purpose feeling, or maybe it's to do with the three centers of intelligence there's so many different sections of my course, but all I'm getting at is, is that I'm not telling people what to do. All I'm simply doing is leading by example and saying, okay, 
reflect on your life. Let's find something that's kind of common where we can relate to. And so that you can kind of build up the same sort of connect the dots way of doing things. So you could have the same type of intent that I have now, because this type of intent for me has liberated me in a lot of ways. It's made me a far better person, not just for my inner circle, but when I'm actually what I'm representing, even in my outer circle, when I'm speaking to strangers, I have that confidence now that I didn't have before, because I truly have a purpose and I have a passion for what I do. So I hope that kind of answers so, your question. No, it does. It does. It does. And I think that, the, again, it's there's, there's this concept that's been coming up for me a lot recently, this concept of foundations and building blocks. Mm-hmm. I was speaking to a buddy of mine just earlier because uh, I've just started playing golf. Again, I had a few lessons before I left the UK a few years ago, but now my buddy Justin just started. So, oh, this is a chance. And my other buddy, Patrick, who's like amazing, he's like helping us out or whatever. Nice. And it's that, uh, you know, it's not power and strength. It's, ah, oh, if I just hold the foundations and follow through, the ball's going to get where it's going get, to get to. Not, oh, I need to slog it up. I've got to, no, just the foundations, those fundamentals. And it feels like having these core values dialed in in an authentic way and relating to yourself authentically as you're exploring these mm. core values and the challenges that you have with them are where the magic is. Am I kind of barking up the right tree? No, you're bang on, actually. And mm-hmm. I'll admit, I was the guy that was trying to hammer the golf ball with all my strength before. <laughs> I, I was that guy. I do understand the technique of the follow through now and how you do it. I get it. <laughs> you don't have to give it all you got every time. Exactly. But 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 yeah, and, and to drill down even deeper with that, Dan, you know, I guess all I can say is, is that like, I wrote down my eight core values and I wrote down the feelings that were connected to that. Do you honestly think that every day if I go out and I'm maybe having some kind of a trigger or something that happens, if somebody cut me mm-hmm. off or whatever it is they got me all worked up and put me on the arc of intense energy that we call it if, if mm-hmm. i can't i can't necessarily go through all eight of those and try to figure out the feelings that are connected to those and try to to find that needle in a haystack so to speak so mm-hmm. what i really actually have done through again through my training is is um my my trainer diana ryers she actually showed me um a technique that she used with this instead of having eight core values and all that to try to decipher which she's actually determined is what they call an inner purpose feeling, which is just simply all the feelings that I've talked about that are connected to those core values, which would be eight, drill it down into one word. So my word that Mm -hmm. that represents all eight of mine is harmony. If I'm harmonious, then everything's almost perfection, which is impossible. Freedom. Yeah, it's it's never, yeah, right. So it's never going to be perfect because that's just not the way Mm -hmm. life is. But the progression Mm -hmm. is always just trying to get to the point of harmony. It's it's expansive. It may not be perfect, but it's expansive, right? Yeah. Uh, But it it really allows me to understand when I'm on the opposite end of it. So if I'm in a state of Mm -hmm. chaos, if it's not, you know, if my life's not in order, right, then Mm -hmm. I know that I'm probably have quite a few of my core values are being compromised right now. And maybe I really need to take a step back, take a breath, figure out what's going on, whether it's personally, professionally, and then dive back in when I'm in a more rational mindset instead of being in an emotional mindset, because there is a really big thing to do with authenticity that a lot of people don't realize. And that is the synchronization of the emotional intelligence with authenticity. As we all know, you get too emotional. What happens with the stock market? People get emotional and bomb pops up and down as you know right if you're in a rat if you get a cut off on the street by some guy that's you know and you end up in road rage is it really the guy that cut you off that put you in this road rage or is it something else mm-hmm. most likely it's something else that's causing that right so i yeah, just this is another thing that's summing up is that 
yeah, it's it's not a rational mindset when you're in that emotional, heavy, that heavy emotion. So before it gets to the, I guess you could say eight or nine out of 10 on that scale, I try to nip it in the bud when it's at about the two or three on that scale, instead of it getting to the point where my emotions are so high that something completely and totally not authentic <laughs> comes out and I'm spilling it out and hurting people around me. I've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. I really have. So, mm-hmm. and that's not something that was, I guess you could say I learned on my own. That was something that was passed down through my own family my grandfather who raised me quite frankly was exactly that guy he was programmed Mm -hmm. to be not emotional and he has Mm -hmm. many reasons why he was programmed to be that way but it was my choice to to accept that and continue to not break that cycle and let that continue Mm -hmm. to happen i needed to do the inner work just simple as that and i mean i've i've developed such compassion my son's 16 months old tomorrow at the time of recording this and more and more i'm just seeing like these little traits that where did you get that so he's got this thing when music with like a good baseline comes on it doesn't matter what's going on he stops and he has to dance no way that's me that's literally (laughs) me so like we we went for dinner yesterday and we're walking along the street to to make our way home and we walked past this bar here in Cabo and and they were playing Cotton Eye Joe and he stopped and just started like dancing and he's got like these moves that he's got and he like he like he was like his face goes up and he really feels the music and he claps and he like stamps his feet and he's happy Uh, and there's certain songs that he that he's got as his favorite songs like when we start as soon as the song starts you see him pop his head up and just like start moving with it where did he learn that and he he danced with rhythm and he did like where, where did he learn that and it's like how much of who we are today was built in those foundationary times of our life when we were small that we don't remember. I don't remember being 16 months old and what I was learning then. My stepdaughter's six. She's got her little behavior traits. As we yeah. know, that's when our personality is being built. I don't remember mm. that either. And so yeah. when I look at challenges that I'm having, I can have so much compassion with myself because I don't remember the time in my life when it was actually being built. But yeah. now that I'm consciously aware, I can start to explore what are my values? What are my relationships to them? What behavioral patterns I've been playing out? Which ones do I want to continue? Which ones am I going to do the work to overcome? 150%. And you know, everything that you just said, I avoided for most of my life because I, <laughs> I really did. I blocked it. I blocked so much of that because, and I'm guilty as charged because I lived a life that I actually got away with, with just working on my exterior for being mm-hmm. in the, the industry that I was in. And, and not only that, but being a former bodybuilder, both of those industries were actually completely comparison game perfectionism. And, mm-hmm. and, and I was able to get away with it for so long, but then, you know, there mm-hmm. was just a certain point in my life where I couldn't anymore. And, and I started finding that, that a lot of those things that I really wanted in life, I couldn't have because I wasn't working on me. And what I mean by that really, it breaks down to the relationship side of things for me, like the failures, whether it was personally or professionally playing the blame game on my bosses or even pushing, pushing blame off on my ex-wife or whatever it was and not taking any accountability because I was just so perfect. I never made mistakes, right? Like I could never admit to that. And so again, though, by taking that and not playing playing that blame game and saying, Hey, you know what? I was at least 50% accountable for this. Like Mm -hmm. I take that because I understand now I've connected those dots and I can refer, I can actually go to those people, even my ex-wife and say to her, Hey, I know where we had our breakdown in our relationship and it wasn't all about you. (laughs) It really wasn't that changed everything. And not just for Mm -hmm. me, it changed it for her too. And I don't want, even though I haven't seen her more than a couple of times in the last 15 years, 
I was together with this person for almost eight years of my life. I don't wish any harm mm-hmm. upon her. I wanted to live a good life, but by carrying mm-hmm. that stuff, it wasn't doing me or her any good at all. And so again, mm-hmm. this is part of take it off. This is why I call my book, take it off. Cause I'm taking off mm-hmm. those layers. It's not just about yeah. me taking off my clothes. <laughs> yeah, We're going to dive into the take it off because. Um, so you're working with now bringing people to authenticity. You've mm-hmm. killed back these layers you've gone on this journey and continue to build this journey because it's a journey that we stay on. Yeah, forever, um, yeah. Was the book a therapeutic journey for you as well in the creation of it? Was it was solidifying? Uh, what was your personal relationship to the book as you were bringing it to, to, to life? Interesting question, actually. Yeah. Cause it started off really, I'll be, I'll admit this. It started off as just a freewheeling thing. I actually just thought, you know what? I have all these stories that I have documented from a 25 year career in this insane industry. I'm just going to go mm-hmm. ahead and put them all down on paper and mm-hmm. write out what I can remember. So I had to actually go back and timeline things and go, okay, what happened? Where was I on nine 11? Oh, where was I when hurricane Katrina happened and kind of like mm-hmm. take all these moments and, and kind of, figure put them all back together and that that took a lot of work it took months Mm -hmm. actually of trying to put that all together but Mm -hmm. i think that that what it really broke down to was is there was a couple things um i didn't want to release those stories until my my parents or that raised me my grandparents until they had both passed away i didn't want them to have their vision of their kid that they raised be tarnished in any way is my it was just important to me and then two years ago when my when my grandfather passed away at 97 that was kind of a um um, i guess you could say i got the i put the pen really to paper and got serious about making this book happen but again at the end of that that journey when the stories were put together it just wasn't enough so what i ended up doing dan was is i actually said okay as an example um i really highlighted those pillars i guess you could say being those core values at the beginning of every chapter so that the reader actually is fully aware of the value and the struggle as they're reading through the chapter as crazy of a story as it is and at the end of the chapter i injected what I call the naked truth. And that was just simply my 50 year old mindset that was accountable, that was responsible. It wasn't hazed by any type of drugs or any of that sort of stuff. It was just, Hey, this is the real thing. And I put that injected that into the book and that part of it, that was the liberating part. That was the part that allowed me to, to really have this be more of a healing journey for me. It was a, I was a a learning experience and Mm -hmm. allowed me to, again, really hone in on those things that I wasn't really doing before. And and since I've actually finished writing this, instead of it just being part of my book, now it's part of my life. Like Mm. now it's something that's my everyday practice. It isn't a goal. It's a standard (laughs) is literally what I live by. Right. So I, and so I'm so deeply entrenched in it now. And I think about it all the time that, I've always found that when I'm, when I'm that passionate about something, whether it was my bodybuilding career, whether it was my dancing career and being creative, whatever it is, if I'm that in and Mm -hmm. I've had that much of an impact on myself, I almost feel like I have a responsibility to pass that information off to other people. So I really do in my own way. I look at it like three out of four people in Canada that are committing suicide are men right now. And Mm -hmm. I kind of go, okay, there's a reason behind this. And it's not just because we're men. It's because there's an element of 
expectation from men to a certain degree that I believe is there, whether it's mm-hmm. being the hunter gatherer, whether it's saying you can't cry, you can't show emotion, mm-hmm. there's this expectation. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to be the hunter gatherer, especially in this pandemic, and it hasn't worked out that way, and you have to go home and face your wife and face your kids, and those things start to stack up upon you, you know, like we only have so much sometimes. And some of us really, you know, it gets to that point. And I, I, I was almost there when I lost everything at 38 years old myself. Like mm-hmm. and I say almost, cause I wasn't, you know, it was bad at that point in my life, but it wasn't bad enough for me to go, go that far. But even some of in, in fact, like I look at it like this, even some of the biggest entertainers in this world, you know, some of the people that I look up to the most in this world, I would, I would give anything to have a minute in their shoes to be up on a stage in front of like 60, 70,000 people and have them adoring what I was doing. Even some of those people were not strong enough in that moment to deal with that. And so when they mm-hmm. were looking for those true friends, those people that truly cared about them and all they had was the acquaintances around them that were just trying to get a piece of them for all the wrong reasons. When they were looking for those true friends and they weren't able to get, get a hold of them or whatever reason they ended up committing suicide or whatever it was, it can, that just showed me that that can happen to the best of us. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be the the guy that's having all the problems in the world from from the ground level. We, we, we can't we can't see what's going on behind the scenes. So no, no man, who's being impacted by these things? You mm. can't. You know, like mm-hmm. put they put on a smiley face. I put on a smiley face sometimes and pretended that I was perfectly fine when I wasn't. And I lived behind mm-hmm. a very inauthentic uh, way of being for a long time, living behind my alter ego that I presented mm-hmm. on stage. So, mm-hmm. and everybody wanted to see that alter ego all the time. So they got what yeah. they wanted, but no I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah, we can get lost in that, right? Lost in honoring other people's desires of us, which a lot of the time we fed into. Yeah. <laughs> to give them that to, well, where did they, oh, it's because I gave them that alter ego and they just happened to like it. And then we get lost in it versus just being authentic and showing up, which of course is what you're supporting people and being able to, to do now. Totally. Like, I mean, I'm tempted to do the next 10 go live videos that I do on social media with messed up hair when I just get out of bed without having a shower, because I just want to be able to say, Hey, this is me. Like, this don't, is- if you don't like it, guess what? I'm not here to serve your airbrush world on social media anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people out there that are presenting themselves as something that they're not. Mm-hmm. Right. So as much as I, I, I loved being in the male dance industry in my past and being honored, I guess you could say, have a, a lot of respect in a very interesting industry. I can look back and say that, yeah, my exterior looked awesome at that time. Like I had a great body and all that stuff, but the person that I looked at in the mirror, I didn't love as much as the person I look at in the mirror. Now I, I didn't, I really didn't because I can, mm-hmm. the person I see in the mirror now, like, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with this. I'm not striving for that perfection every time. I'm just, I'm good with the progression. I'm good with being, having my own, I guess you could say, um, faults. You know, if I'm, if I, if I realize that I have a, uh, I have a, a problem with lack and other more unworthiness and it's kind of embedded in me, I've learned to kind of say, you know what? I'm okay with that. I recognize that inner critic right now. <laughs> He's always kind of going to be there it's fine. (laughs) It's going to be all right. Just learn to deal with it and be aware that that's there. And when that comes up and that just words coming into play, never let just come into play or can't come into play anymore. Those are two of the biggest four letter words that I don't want to deal with. So 
you know, it's just my way though, honestly, Dan, like, I mean, everybody has their, their, their way, I guess you could say of doing things. But for me in my entire life, I've never had anything impact me the way that going through this type of training is done. It's just changed everything for me. And I can't, you know, I'm excited because April's coming up and my courses are launching on my website and stuff. And I'm really excited because a book's a book, but man, going into this side, this is a career. And so I'm bound and determined to make this something that I do for the rest of my life because I love it that much. And yeah, this is my dream. So when it comes down to it, I really want to, I really, really want to make this happen for more than one reason. So yeah, it's really cool. Awesome. So for people that do want to, at this point, they're like, who is this guy? I want to know more. Where's the best <laughs> place for them to, to, to do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously I, I'll, I'll drop the social media links, but the best place to contact me is at takeitoff.ca. Um, mm -hmm. And basically you can chat with me on there. You can purchase the book on there. You can get the courses on there when those, when they're developed in April. Um, I'll offer a 20% discount to your uh, audience as well. If they put oh, in the code, just dream code, we'll do that dream code, yeah. uh, all small letters, and they'll get awesome. a 20% discount across the board. Oh, thank so, you. Really appreciate yeah. it. Really appreciate that. Yeah. So for people who are, for example, recognizing that maybe they have been struggling with authenticity up until now and they want to do something different, obviously one thing we're going to advise them to do is to, to get the book, read your stories, go on that journey with you. Yeah. But what's something that people can do today to start stepping into a deeper level, a deeper level of authenticity with themselves? You know, I really just think it really does kind of sink back to the whole being aware of your top eight, your top eight values. And so if you're not, again, like if you're not aware of those and you're just kind of going with it, it's hard to connect those dots. And for me, I, I need to have, I need to have that awareness. And because, because I just can't, I, I guess I, I have to be able to, to know, um, I guess you could say project those as well with, with the way that not only the way that I'm thinking, but the way that I'm, I'm speaking to others. And if I stray from those core values, I can really get into that negativity and unworthiness and lack and, and all that stuff. So for, if I was to give any advice, really, it's just, even if you've got to Google your top 50 core value words and jot down the eight that resonate with you the most and put the feelings that are connected to those core values beside them, be aware of those and be even more aware of the opposite of those feelings. If you can even just have those things tacked up somewhere where you see them, whether it's on your bathroom mirror every day, whatever it is to embed them, like I can go through mine. It's just automatic. It's truth. It's integrity. It's unity. It's protection, relationships, creativity, leadership, detachment. Those are mine. I can, I can rattle them off right away. Right. So I always know those and then harmony is my inner purpose feeling. So again, everybody's going to be different. So you have to obviously have your, have your own and determine what those are first and foremost. And then from there you can connect the dots just like I did really. There's not, it's, it's all stuff that I guess you could say my, my original personal trainer always said this to me. It's all common sense. You just need somebody to tell you. And so if you do it, like, you know, when you're showing somebody something, a lot of the time it is common sense, but when you actually say, yeah. okay, here you go, here's the road to do it. They're like, oh, okay. Common I get sense, it now. Common sense is, isn't so common though. That's what they say. It right? isn't. Common sense is not very common. <laughs> but, but we're in such a world of distraction, my friend, you can get thrown mm. away all over the place and, you know, and, and the second thing I'll say is, is like, you know, for me anyways, especially in this world of distraction is, is only open up one garage door at a time. Don't get diluted. 
You know, you, if you're, if you're trying to do 10 different things at the same time, you're never going to get any of them done. So just open up one at a time and get it done and then move on to the next. <laughs> but that really doesn't have a lot to do with authenticity. So, you know, but at the same time, <laughs> that's just something very, very apt, very apt uh, piece of advice for us though, well, just to do one at a time. It's true. I mean, cause mm-hmm. God, I mean, with, with everything that I'm trying to do, I know I don't have enough hours in the day. It's just, it's, it's mm-hmm. crazy. I, I need three of me to go around to be honest, but, but yeah, you know, I mean, and, and it's really with the authenticity thing, it really comes down to you. You're just not true. It's not selling yourself as something that you're not. So when you're, when you're in that zone of, I guess you could say trying to be something that you're not, you're straying from those core values. Right. So if you if you're aware of those, then I'm not selling myself as something different tomorrow. You can have the same podcast with me tomorrow. We're going to we can go through the exact same stuff. There's not going to be a lot of change there. Um, Same human. Right. So and and how tough is that when you have a boss, for example, that has a different personality every day that you come in to talk to him and he's in a different mood every day. It's not a lot of fun to be around that guy. It just isn't. Right. I'd rather have the guy that's stable and consistent and, you know, giving me positive feedback and all that but unless he has that type of connection as well then how can he understand you and and that's i come back to this with the values thing just like love language and i'm sure you've heard of this one before with the old love languages some people consider love as a gift maybe some people consider it as a kiss on the neck randomly you know there's all sorts of different Mm -hmm. ways to perceive it sort of the same thing with values so if you're kind of going through it and you're not aware of your partner's values you're not aware of your own then, you know, God knows what you're going to end, where you're going to end up in six, seven years when the seven year it shows up. Cause that's what I was doing before and playing that game didn't work out so well. So mm-hmm. I'm not here to say, I know everything, my friend, but I have really walked that walk and gone through the experience and that experience, man, I don't want to have anybody else walk that walk. Cause that, I walked the Forrest Gump walk for about eight years after my marriage ended. And I don't wish that on anybody. So I'd rather really try to try to save somebody from going through the same type of pitfalls. So that's my, you know, my end game. What I really want to do for others is just to kind of, like I said, for, for everything that this has given me, I want to be able to do, do the exact same thing for other people in this world. Cause really, you know, we're really divided, especially right now. And everybody wants to be right or everyone wants to be wrong. And there's really mm-hmm. kind of like this no gray area thing. And I don't know, to me, it's kind of like when I'm able to kind of extend my hand and go, look, you know, I may not agree with you. I really may not agree with you. That's okay. Um, you mm-hmm. see life through a different lens. You were born in a different place, whatever it is. I just want to understand you. I want to get into that head a little bit then I can get in there and understand them. Maybe I can move on from that to get to something we do agree on and we mm-hmm. unite instead of being so bloody divided because especially right now, everybody wants to be right and nobody's really mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's just my perspective, you know, but it's mm-hmm. again, that, that sort of mindset has changed it for me because not everybody thinks like me and mm-hmm. I had to come to that realization and as silly as that sounds, when you're kind of just seeing things through your lens, you kind of start to think, Oh yeah, that's, what's right. And it might not be, you know, Mm -hmm. respect that other person's perspective. Um, And that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned in this last little while is respecting other people's perspectives, not just my own. (laughs) Thank you so much, Corey. Yeah. So guys, uh, take it, take it off. Take it off revelations of a male exotic dancer. Yeah. Or take it off.ca, but take it off revelations of a male exotic dancer is the book name. (laughs) We're we're going, we'll get, we'll get guys again. Don't forget dream code, all lowercase. Um, Yes. Very kindly offered us a discount. Yeah. So guys go and explore your values, go and step into deeper authenticity, open one garage door at a time, respect other people's values, recognize that you might not be right. 
But most importantly, dream with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Thank you. That was awesome. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.